0: Hey there, welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. Patty Lukenbach is offering a free, powerful workshop, navigating the holidays this Saturday, November 14th. The holidays are not easy for those of us affected by loss. Come experience powerful ritual, ceremony, and connection as a way of reframing the holiday season this Saturday, November 14th. Visit MileHighchurch.org for details, and now Reflecting Our Hope with Linda Ringel. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel hopeful? Do you feel that life is good? You know there's a t-shirt company by that name, Life is Good. You may recognize their logo, that familiar flower with the words underneath it. And some of us will remember the kids here at Mile High Church, selling those t-shirts out on our patio as a fundraiser for things like going to camp. Remember those days we gathered together Some of us even dared to hug one another. I'll be so glad when those days come back. Well, ironically, recently, times were bad at Life is Good, thanks to the pandemic. About 50% of their revenue was coming in from retail stores. Well, those stores were closed, they canceled their orders, they could not pay, For the inventory they had on hand. And so the two brothers who started Life is Good were seriously having to consider bankruptcy. This pained them deeply because so many of the people in their company had been together since the 1990s. Let's go back to about 1994 when those two scrappy brothers from the outskirts of Boston started the company. You see their picture here looking so happy. They're now in their 50s but back then they were two kiddos making t-shirts and selling them out of the van they lived in. They were selling their shirts at street fairs and farmers markets and making a little bit of money They wanted to see where it led. Well, growing up, Bert and John Jacobs were the youngest two of six kids raised in a family that oftentimes struggled. To make matters worse, when they were in elementary school, their parents got in a near fatal car accident. They were lucky to survive. The mom recovered fully eventually, but the dad never really did. Forever he lost the use of his right hand and his forearm. He became embittered. He was given to fits of anger, and his temper was very unpredictable. So life wasn't all that good back in those days in the Jacob's household, but the mom believed it could be. She was hopeful and she reflected that hope out to her family. She started a practice whereby at the dinner table each night, each kiddo would share something with the whole family that happened during their day that was either positive or funny. Well these were kids, you can imagine some of the stuff that came up, but what really happened at the deeper level was that with that one Question: the mom shifted the attitudes of that family from being tense and walking on eggshells and not ever knowing what was going to happen next to being more positive, being more hopeful, being more uplifted. What did Bert and John learn during those days of their tough upbringing? John says this, we learned that being happy isn't dependent on your circumstances. Happiness and optimism optimism, are conscious and often courageous choices that you make. Choices. Now they credit their mom with inspiring them for their personal and professional mission and their motto. Their mission you've probably seen it on shirts too, it's life isn't perfect, life isn't easy, life is good. I love that, I've modified it, I use it for myself, it goes something like this, life doesn't always feel fair, life doesn't always seem easy, but life is so good and so precious. Do you believe that? I do. Do you remember last week in Adventure in Faith number four, Josh shared with us the state motto, the state of South Carolina? It's while I breathe, I hope. Well, I have been breathing and living in hope for the last seven years. It was back then that I was surprisingly diagnosed with lung cancer. It was stage four on the day it was diagnosed, and I was not expected (laughs) to live this long. The odds actually were 94 to one against my living this long. But here I am, living and loving and reflecting the hope out that I hope I have many more good days and decades. And I agree with Bert and John that hopefulness, having our hopefulness reflected inward and outward is a conscious choice. And we make that choice based in the rock-solid reality that we are spiritual beings first. And from that we can co-create with spirit. We can co-create our attitudes. We can co-create kindness and compassion. We can reflect what we receive from spirit Out to the world. I believe that the creative ultimate presence deep within us, the essence of us, makes that possible. And yes, life is good. But this is not some Hollywood kind of glee and delight, hey let's make a deal kind of a thing. No, that doesn't even feel realistic in November of 2020. That's irrational optimism. You know what might work better? Rational optimism. It's that optimism that is truly based in us as us and works for us as we go through our lives. Genetic researchers have found at least, and this is just to date, they have found at least 340 genes that outpicture for us to be happy and hopeful. And really when you think about it, it makes sense in terms of evolution. You know, what would, what would encourage us to get out of the cave and go look for food? We had to be hopeful about that or we might just stay in the cave, starve to death. That's not too good for survival of the species. So we have that innate desire to be happy and to be hopeful. I like what Anita Morjani says about having this deeply embedded within us. You probably know the story of Anita Morjani. She was a woman who got cancer in her 50s. She got very ill with it, went to the hospital, was clinically determined to be dead. She was in a deep, deep coma though. She was kept on life support and she went on to the next realm. She stayed there for 30 hours, experiencing all there is, experiencing Spirit Divine. She came back a changed woman, cured, feeling very whole and complete. And here is what she said, Now I am not talking here about a belief that you should stay positive all the time. No, not at all. I am talking about something much deeper. It is an inner knowing that we are much more than physical beings. We are spiritual beings. We are spirit. And we can live from that spiritual well of knowing that hope springs eternal for us, for our families, for the community, for the world. And that spring never goes dry. But you know, We are spiritual beings first and foremost having a physical, biological existence. And sometimes the ways of the world get to us. It might be physical or emotional or mental or spiritual, relational, financial, occupational, a lot of stuff can get us down. I know I was down in that place where things look a little bit hopeless and you feel a bit of despair. For me it was 19 months ago, through some testing it was found that the cancer in my lungs had moved to my brain in three places. And really, I was in the dumps. It was a tough place, it was a dark place and I could feel in my gut that it just wasn't a good place for me to stay It wasn't good for me on every one of those levels. It wasn't good for my immune system. It wasn't a place where I could rest and recharge and repair and rejuvenate. So it was truly a practice what you teach moment. And so I opened up my science of mind and spirit toolkit. It's full of strategies, as you know. And I started employing them with renewed, restored hope I started meditating in a different way, using prayer, using intention, using visioning, using deep, deep connection, befriending the mystery, all of those wonderful tools we have at our disposal. And I came up out of that. And I did waver. But you know what? Spirit never does. It's steadfast and it keeps supplying us and supporting us with an instant, constant, abundant supply of all we really need. Air and water and the opportunity to co-create with all of these fantastic options we have for creating more kindness, more compassion, for reflecting more hope out into the world. Oh, I want to close this circle. Did the Life is Good company go bankrupt? Almost, but not quite. You see, they have weathered some really big storms before, as we have as Americans who've lived these last 26 years. They made it through 9-11 in 2001. They made it through the deep financial recession of 08, 09. They made it through the Boston Marathon bombings in their hometown. They've made it through six presidential elections and now they are surviving through the global coronavirus pandemic. What can we learn from their bumpy, rocky journey? This is what Bert says about that. He says, yes, in bad times, we get creative and we grow. It is when trouble strikes that people are seeking optimistic and hopeful messages. They want to be uplifted. They choose optimism as the most powerful choice on earth. Now I wanted to test their new system. They went from selling things in stores to selling everything online, custom-made, when you order it and it works. I have a new t-shirt. So life is good. I believe that to the core of my being. I believe it because it's based in the rock-solid reality that we are spirit first and that spirit restores us and allows us to reflect our hope outward in the form of that compassion and that kindness. That being able to face things realistically and then address them And there is one story I want to share with you that I think demonstrates this perfectly. It's the story of love in a paper bag. Now there's a contractor and his name is Jeff Owens. Here's his picture. And he was really frustrated back in April when his local grocery store kept running out of bread and toilet paper. He couldn't do anything about the toilet paper. But he, as a contractor, had built a pizza oven in his backyard. And so he repurposed it, and he started baking bread, loaves of bread, putting them in paper bags, sharing them with his friends and family and a few neighbors. Well, word got out to those people, and they started signing up online, lining up outside in front of his house and a group of them really wanted to help him with his efforts. So they came together gave themselves a name. The name is Breadheads. (laughs) Breadheads. Isn't that great? And so the Breadheads started helping Jeff out. To date they have donated flour and seasoned wood and a 20 quart mixer and They even fixed the gasket on the oven door because it broke. They were using it so much. But wait, it gets better. The breadheads then had friends called the breadhead buddies and a few of them were firefighters. So firefighters would come over, they started picking up an extra 54 loaves of bread and sharing that with people at senior housing communities. But wait. Better still, the people who were receiving the bread out in the front of Jeff's house wanted to start giving back. So the breadheads and Jeff put a big um, Salvation Army style kettle out front and people started filling that up with donations. One more time, gets better. And so Jeff and the breadheads have started sharing those donations with people who are out of work due to the pandemic. To me, that demonstrates reflecting hope inward and outward. It reflects the realism of seeing an issue and doing something about it. It shows that we are indeed made of spiritual stuff and we can come together in compassion and kindness and do good things in the world around us. I want to share one last thing with you. I was privileged to visit Children's Hospital last year, and uh, it was a joint research project between Anne Schutz and Children's. And our guide that day, our host, was a doctor named Barbara Fredrickson. And as we toured around the hospital, it became very apparent to us that the families there are dealing with such heavy stuff. Their kids have pediatric cancer and serious illnesses and spinal cord injuries and someone in our group asked Barbara how do they do it? And Dr. Barbara answered, she said, you know, we've studied this not just at this children's hospital but across the country, and we find that it's a three-part mixture that helps people get through the toughest of times. It is realism and hope and that compassion. And I think that's what we can reflect out into this world, coming from that deep place of spirit that we are in, as, and through us. Let us pray. Oh, in this space, in this time, we know that we are indeed of spirit and we show up as spirit and for spirit We know that that is truer than anything else about us. We know that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that can distance us or diminish that or disease that ever in our lives, ever. Because the truth is that we are intricately, intimately connected, made by spirit, sustained by spirit supplied by spirit with that instant, constant, abundant supply of all we need. I speak my word for all that we can reflect hope to on this Veterans Day. We can make peace, peace within ourselves, peace with those in our families, our communities, our state, and indeed, our precious country. I speak that word for unity, And for harmony on every level, personal all the way to national. I bless all of those veterans who said yes to the call to duty. I bless all of us who answer the call in this day to show up as love, to say yes to compassion, to reflect what we feel that God-given peace in our hearts, to reflect that out to others as we move forward in an uplifted, renewed, outstanding way as we reflect hope to the world. Please join me in saying, and so it is. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.